2: Pistol formation, J.J. takes the snap, hands it off to Edwards, who will bounce it outside, got
0: him at 40, got him at 30, got him at Edwards is in the clear, he'll do it again, his second touchdown run of the ball ballgame, this time for 46 yards, and Michigan has taken a 13-3 to lead on the second touchdown
3: of the night from the man who was not tripping. Man, was not tripping. What a call that was. <laughs> on- Michigan radio. High pitch. The Wolverines win the national championship 34-13, hammering Washington. This is Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club, and I always say uh, our highest-rated audience of the entire show. Forget about just the hour for a second. We've been getting in these numbers and ratings recently where a lot of people take vacation. The Tolos did not take a vacation from the morning show. So thank you all. Uh, You've been making us number one here over the past few weeks. So we always worry, where's the traffic? No one's out on the road. No one's listening anymore. And then we take phone calls, and they're coming in from Miami and London on the Odyssey app. So thank you all for not abandoning us, even though you were chilling with the family during the holidays, because the numbers are in, and they are fantastic. So not only a shout-out to the (laughs) 6 a.m. club, but those of you who uh, were on holiday break but didn't take a break from the morning show. 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com text line. Bobby, uh, you had the prediction correct. I think you and Sandler picked Michigan. Me and Chop picked Washington, and Harbaugh has his college title.
4: Yeah, I know the, the LSU, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson team was like a really fun one for everybody to watch, and everybody's starting to, you know, they want to recreate that and everything else. The last couple years have shown, like, at the college level, it still matters a lot if you've got a really dominant defense, whether you're Georgia or Michigan or whatever else. And Michigan, just from start to finish, everybody can talk about, oh, they're soft schedule they did this and that. The reality is they were the most dominant team in college football throughout the entire year, and they were the best team in college football this year. That defense, I think it was week eight before they even allowed anybody to take a snap inside the 10-yard line but like have a goal to go situation. They didn't allow one of those for like eight weeks. Oh. They were completely dominant defensively. They were completely out physicaling Washington yesterday, Man. just out muscled them and doing it with four. Honestly, yeah. I think they got away from the run at times. Like if they would have committed to the run and just kept running, I felt like Texas should have done that. If you just kept running the ball down Washington's throat, they didn't have a response for that. And whereas Texas was generating pressure they were never really getting to Michael Penix or rattling never. Michael Penix. He looked uncomfortable yesterday. He was really kind of they they rattled him a little bit. And they decided to back off. You're not gonna
3: you're not gonna threat us down the field like you did the Longhorns. And you guys are gonna have to make these quick catches and you're gonna have to break tackles. And they were breaking some early tackles, but Michigan just said we're more physical, we're faster, we're bigger, we're stronger. Uh, We're going to punish you. And it felt like Penix wanted no part of standing in there for some throws, and his receivers didn't want any part of it either. That it was like, okay, here's the white flag. But that was Michigan saying, we're taking away the big play. You're not going down the field, and you're going to have to drive, drive, drive with these quick screens. And he missed. I mean, he missed open receivers anyway. But, I mean, he didn't even look in the direction of
2: Rome for, I mean, there were several plays. He's wide open. Um, several plays, and big third down plays. And then he missed them a lot of times, too. And how much that was the Michigan pressure? I mean, who knows? Uh, you know, Great defensive lines have always, always mattered in college football, especially. You know, you, you get a great defensive line. You can, I mean, you you can wreak havoc in the
3: NFL, but especially at the college game. Yeah, it definitely doesn't matter for the Cowboys defensive line. No, uh, <laughs> but,
2: you know, in the college game, man, I mean, the SEC made their mark with great defensive lines for the last 20 years. Um, and, you know, great offensive lines, obviously, as well. But, man, you get in, you get in some of these quarterbacks' faces at the college level, especially. I mean, shoot, at the NFL level you do, but at the college level it's even more pronounced. They are, they are in trouble.
4: Washington's long run on the night was nine yards. They had 20 carries. Their long run was nine yards. Michigan ran the ball 38 times. They averaged eight yards a carry. Woo! I mean, they were just completely dominant. Two hundred yards
3: first half rushing.
4: And Dylan Johnson. I Dylan, Dylan Johnson got hurt early in this one. Well, he was and hurt had in the Texas the, game. Yeah, and then had to go into the the blue tent like yeah. the first drive of the game or whatever it was. But honestly, the 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 difference here was just Penix was not comfortable. He was rattled for a lot of this game, and he looked like he was.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island.
4: holding some broken ribs after uh, he was he was getting hit that's a, that was a, a the big part of the difference Texas generated a decent amount of pressure on him they just they weren't hitting him they weren't getting into his head he was he was seeing ghosts a little bit with Michigan and it's funny Bruce Feldman I heard him talk about that Rich Rodriguez the old Michigan coach used to say that the most difficult thing in football to do is make an open field tackle that open field tackling is the most difficult thing to do and that that's something that when you watch Michigan they're really good at. They're really fast. They're really disciplined, and so when you turn it into a game of "Hey, you're gonna have to break some tackles. You're gonna have to make some plays in space." Well, that's really hard to do against Michigan, and ultimately, you you see what happens. the The game was. It feels like the game was really lost. There was an opportunity because it was a miracle court, to me that it was it was seventeen ten at half. That felt like a miracle. It yeah. felt like Michigan should have been up by four touchdowns. Yeah. And when you come out in the first half, in the very first play, Penix throws the interception. It's like, all right, that that was your shot. And and, and look, I mean, they had shots that entire quarter.
2: I mean, they forced Michigan into punting on every other possession that entire... It yeah. was punt, 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 punt. They had six straight possessions that ended in a punt uh, in the second half. And, like, that's that was, that was Washington's opportunity to get in this game. The interception killed it, and then after that, it killed it for them.
3: And now Harbaugh has his perfect green light to go back to the NFL. Adam Schefter, Michigan guy himself, has continued to say, like, Jim Harbaugh just wants to win a Super Bowl. It's like a challenge... That has not escaped him. And it sounds like everyone has been lining up. And they'll just be lining up even harder now. Whether it's the Chargers. Whether it's the Falcons. Insert your team there. But uh, I think Bill Plaschke wrote a piece in the LA Times. Begging Jim Harbaugh to take the Charger job. Uh, and that seems like a perfect culture fit. They need someone who who needs to try to make LA Charger football actually matter in this city. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. You know, he's got a burnout factor on you, right? It feels like it's going to be three years, and then he's going to wear out whoever he's working with. Um, but he's a winner. I mean, he wins everywhere he goes. Took a little longer than I expected at Michigan, but do we all believe Jim Harbaugh is going to the pros? I do.
4: Yeah. No, I mean, for, all the chatter seems to be pointing to the direction of that's what he's, and he, he finished the job. Or finished- is it
3: just another great leverage job by him like he did with the Minnesota Vikings and, all these other teams throughout the years.
4: No, I think he, you know, the I'm mean, the fact that Michigan's trying to put a stipulation in his contract that says no more leveraging NFL <laughs> jobs and everything else and the fact that he hasn't signed something says that he's he's ready to go. And and I think the fact that He finished the job. It's done. He did what he set out to do. He went back to his alma mater. He won a national title. He handled Ohio State for several years. Like, he answered the questions that were asked of him. Yep. He's done everything. I cannot believe it's been nine years that he's been at Michigan. a lot. That's wild doing that he's been there that long. But he finished the job, and now the the remaining checklist that he has is go back and and win a Super Bowl. They were – I still, to this day, I understand how dominant Baltimore was for much of that Super Bowl. San Francisco should have won that game. San Francisco was the best team in the NFL for about two, three years when Jim Harbaugh was there. And the fact that they didn't win one, I think, frustrates him and feels like he left unfinished business and he wants to go get that job done.
3: That was a cool shot of his brother John surprising him on the Mm -hmm. sidelines. And then, of course, you have his dad. So if the Mannings are the first family of football on the field, are are the Harbaugh's the first family of football on the sideline? Guys, I was looking at his dad. I think it was an FCS title shot they were – Showing her something, but of course, John has a Super Bowl, Jim, all the NFL success, national championship, and their pops as well. I'm trying to think of other
4: Schottenheimers were were coaching yeah. family that's been around for a long time. Um, I'm yeah, trying to. They the with all due respect, I mean, Buddy Rex, and- Brian hasn't done anything. No, uh, come- yeah, but Buddy Rex and Rob, yeah. they were. I, I mean, they've been you know they've kind of been tone setters for defensive football for thirty years now. Yeah. So those are the ones that kind of spring to mind. I can't think of anybody else. I, mean, I, I I don't know
2: how they wouldn't be on your absolute short list, even if we could think of somebody else when they've got,
4: you know, titles in both uh, sections of it. That's who I wanted in, in January of 2020. When they went back to when the Cowboys finally moved on from Jason Garrett and it felt like you just need somebody to push this team over the top, that was who I wanted them to call was Harbaugh. But that you're, you're right. There's a burnout factor there. There's the same factor that exists with Jimmy. Like, I heard you guys when I was driving in talking about Jimmy being, you know, the model of success between college and pros and, and what he's done. And the Tolo's pointed out, we forgot. They saw, we told forgot. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Yeah. And, and, and Jimmy is... Was so that you who texted that in on the fan text? No. Oh. But Pete is who I was thinking of driving at Pete and Jimmy. And so, Jimmy is is somebody who's got that couple years, burns out, or, or kind of rubs people the wrong way and has to move on. It, it's the same sort of thing with Jim Harbaugh. So, Harbaugh looking to, to kind of chase that and finish the job. Chargers would make a lot of sense.
2: That's why I also think though that he may be better suited for college because there's no burnout factor in college because you recycle the players every literally every year now with the transfer portal. There's no you've got a ten year quarterback, you've got a seven year wide receiver.
4: You know what I mean? Like there's there is no burnout. but it's the, about goals, right? The, like it's still yeah. about his goals of like he wants to win one, he wants to win a Super Bowl.
2: Sure, I mean that's uh, if if that is if that is yeah indeed his his ultimate goal for sure. Uh, you've got to weigh that. You've got to weigh, do I want to chase the ultimate goal or do I? am I happy here? You know, uh, how, how old he is.
3: I don't even know how old he is. 60. Uh, he's 60. He looks a lot older. <laughs> I think. he looks like he's... I, was, uh, yeah, I can't I, get I, the shot of his him and his pops
2: out of my they mind. Looks, they look so alike. I mean, so if he's 60, he realistically has max 10 years. I mean, not max, but like maybe just say ballpark. 10 to 12 years left. I mean, you've got a short amount of time. If you're burnt, if you have a high burnout factor of, uh, uh, you know, from your
3: player standpoint, four years, he's going to be done. Is he about to college for that? Turns out Wink Martindale was burned out by Brian Dayball and the New York Giants. Yesterday during the show, Dayball announced, yeah, I expect Wink Martindale, the well-respected longtime defensive coordinator, to come back, and I was like, I thought that they had issues. I thought Wink couldn't stand him. They were arguing, I think, during a Cowboys game. Well, after the show yesterday, the news came out. Wink Martindale is expected to resign. And it's because he and Dayball's relationship is in a bad place. They also got rid of their special teams coordinator and their two brothers who were coaching that came over with Wink from Baltimore. So they cleared out. A good amount of his staff. They were ranked 27th overall. And Wink is like, "Nah, man, I ain't coaching with this dude no more.
4: Which I love. I love the petty of getting Dayball to, to kind of set aside his ego and go, you know what, let's bring Wink Martindale back. That's what's best for the team. And he goes, thank you so much. I quit. Uh, I'm <laughs> I, I, I don't want to work with you any longer. Oh, no. And uh, I think I'm out of here. And so this is interesting because when they made the announcement, I saw Diana Russini, who, who's got pretty good reporting on the Giants, has before she had I thought said, she was uh, missing lately, like panics. Well, mm. not with the Giants. Giants, she said on. And she she quote tweeted one of those reports and said, like, this is where it stands for now. We'll see where things are at at the end of the day. It's like, okay, that's kind of odd. I mean, if Dayball says he's back, he's back. But Wink Martindale was like, no, thank you. I, I, I think I'll go look for another job. They must not like each other. And this was a bad year for him. There, there was the issue with, um, who was it, Xavier McKinney, the safety, who basically was like, these coaches don't listen to us. They don't listen to our input. Yeah and they i mean they had issues all year outside of just the coaching staff. Saquon also said I'm not I'm
3: skipping the end of season meetings. I'm not going in. They know how to find me uh because he's looking at the franchise tag staring him in the face again. He goes he's obviously pissed off about it and disgusted. He's like if you're going to do it, don't make me wait till the final day. I'm out. So what a different feeling compared to last year at this time in New yes, York. Yes, absolutely. They were they were riding high last year. Jimmy Kimmel has responded. Oh boy. to Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers. Bobby's already rolling his eyes. Let's see how worked it me get over this next. What?